You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Hey, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast. And today, I'm kind of doing something different. I've actually never done this before. So Steph, who is my, um, I'm going to call her my guinea pig today. So we, yeah, we're going to do this interview style. So I have actually, I've got this idea from another podcaster that I listened to, and she did an interview with her mentor. And it was so neat to hear the questions she asked and the responses that she got. And I was like, oh, I would really like to do that and really like to give my listeners an opportunity to hear how I would mentor other people. And so I thought, what better way to do that than to go into my own personal team and give my team members an opportunity to do an interview like this that we can feature on the podcast. So my, my first guinea pig gets to be Steph. And so Steph Bullier, right? Did I say that right? You got it. You got yes. it. All right. <laughs> Steph is here with us, and um, and so Steph, why don't you just introduce yourself to the listeners and just tell them a little bit about who who you are and and a little bit about your kind of your business journey. Sure. All right. I would love to. So first of all, um, thank you so much for having me on. I've been butterflies in my stomach excited for this all day. So thank you so much. Um, my name is Steph, and I have been a coach. Uh, health and fitness coach since 2015. And this sort of business didn't just fall into my lap um, the way it does for a lot of people. So to, to give you a bit of backstory, I ended up being a mom of three fantastic, amazing kids, all within a very short period of time. I had a son and then twin daughters all within a year and a half. And my life took a complete 180. Like I didn't even recognize the person I had become and I was completely lost. Um, in came Beachbody, which is where my journey through coaching really began. I found this system and this program and this community that helped me find myself again. It helped me find my me time. It helped me find stuff not just the mom or the, the wife or the sister or the cousin or the friend or whatnot. It helped me find me again. And it really, really, truly, I say this with so much seriousness, it really saved my life. And so for that reason, I really dove into it. I had a fantastic weight loss transformation. I ended up losing 80 pounds after my twins were born and my life completely changed again in this time for the better. And of course, when you go through that type of weight loss transformation, people really flock to you and everybody wants to know sort of what your secret sauce is and what you did and what the magic was. And so I just so naturally started sharing about the products and sharing about the community. Um, and that's really how my business uh, sort of unfolded. So that was back a few years ago. Things have definitely gone up and down since then. I have had my 
share of successes and my share of struggles, including some health struggles as well along the way, um, all of which have brought me to Melanie's team and brought me to kind of where I am today. So that's a bit about me. That is awesome. Uh, 80 pounds. Is that what you said? 80 pounds is what you love. From the day those little ladies were born. Yeah. 80 pounds. Yeah. I mean, I would be a hot mess if I went through what you went through. I mean, that's a lot of transition and change and a lot of things all at one time. I was a hot mess. <laughs> I would be the first to admit it. <laughs> You are handling it well. I was not meant for twins, so that's that. Um, but okay, so now here we are. It is 2019, yep. and you're, you're really looking at your, your coaching career as something you want to make a business, right? So this is what you see being your business opportunity. So um, what are, you know, what is your goals with the business even just in 2019? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this business has given me personally such a life-changing series of events that my only goal in life now is just to pay that forward and pay that forward and pay that forward. And that's really, that's my mindset that I go into every single day with. And when my, when my life is done and when I look back on it, I want to really feel like what I did mattered. And that's the way I sort of go into my, my day-to-day -day routine is with the attitude of serving others and doing for them what they will then learn to sort of do for themselves and making kind of the world a better place. And, and I feel like if, if everybody did that, it would be, it would be a whole lot easier. So that's my goal is just to influence and positively affect as many people as possible. And I want this to be my, my long haul. My, awesome. My yeah. Awesome. So, you know, I like to push back a little bit and I know we have questions we're going to get to and I'm going to kind of push you a little bit because the one, and I remember this when I started my business is, you know, I didn't really set a, a specific sort of definition for what success looks like. And so I know that in our business, there are all of these benchmarks that we're sort of striving to, right? There is rank advancement, there is monthly rewards, there are trips that we can get, there is elite and premiere and all of these things. So, you know, what sort of is your benchmark like for success? So, you know, yes, you want to help people, but is, are you driven by income? Are you driven by rank? Like how does helping people sort of translate into business goals or income or like deep fulfillment? I love it. I love it. I love a good push. Okay. So I can break that down a couple of different ways. I'm definitely driven by reward and it's, mm -hmm. it's something that's always kind of been in my nature. I love the fact that if I hit some of the benchmarks that our company gives for us next month, I earn a free trip next year. And so I yeah. definitely have that in the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but long term, my goal when my twins were born and I started coaching, my goal was to be a full-time coach by the time they started school. Okay. That's in September. So that is, that's yeah. going to come and that's going to go and that's okay. Right. Um, but I definitely want to set that in stone in terms of something that would be a more long-term goal. So okay. short-term goal would be to get to get to that free trip for next year, um, okay. which I can do by next month by solidifying some numbers on our team right. um, and definitely making this a full-time 
job. Yeah. yeah. So my other, now my next sort of question is, you know, everybody has a different definition of what full time looks like. So when you're creating your vision and you're writing, doing your vision board, you know, getting really specific. So full time means for me that I am working this many hours a day. Full time for me means that I am bringing in this much money every week or every month. So even breaking that goal down to super specific so that you know what your definition of success is, you know, so writing that. So do you have that already written down? I do. It's oh, so good. trying to say, but you're going to make good. me do it. Okay. So <laughs> I work, I work part-time three days a week and my long-term goal would be able to leave that job and do coaching full-time Monday to Friday, um, 8.30 till. 330. Okay. That's it. And you've got your your income. Yeah. You've got your income benchmark that you're down. Yeah. You're focused on. Good. Good. Cause that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the one thing, you know, and, and it's funny cause I'm, we're prepping for summit and summits next week and this, and I always like whatever's kind of, I'm working on is fresh in my mind. And so one of, one of my talking points actually is kind of talking about like, what is, like being really specific with what you want, but what is the meaning that you attach to it? So even with the success club trip, you know, every month you're, you know, you're, you're enrolling your three to five new people and there are months where it's going to be hard. There are months where you're overwhelmed. There's months when your kids are sick or you're not feeling like at your top, but it's like, how do I keep pushing myself to reach the goal because the goal has so much, so much significance and it's not just about the trip, but it's like, what does the trip signify, you know? And so, and what do those three new people every month signify? And so, you know, even for people listening right now to just always keep that at the forefront, the goal that I'm pushing for, what is the deeper meaning? You know, why does this matter to me? And as specific as you can get, because in the moments where it gets hard, because we know that it does, we have to always be able to kind of come back to that driving force. So Absolutely. that's my suggestions. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into your first question. So I just, I asked Steph to prepare a couple of questions that she wanted to ask me. And so she's going to ask me the questions and I'm going to give her the answers. And that's how we're going to kind of set this up and go with them. I feel like the segue was actually so great because one of my very first questions that I wanted to ask you about kind of goes into what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of has to do with perfectionism. And that is something that I um, constantly deal with. I call myself a recovering perfectionist and I, and I love that title. I own it. Um, but that's really something that works to my advantage and also as a detriment for me. So sometimes I can get so consumed by the list of things to do in a day that I almost get stunned or paralyzed, sort of like a deer in headlights, and I don't know where to start. And then it just turns into this big cycle of I can do it after, I can do it later, I'll start fresh tomorrow. So how would you recommend someone who is a perfectionist by nature, um, Mm -hmm. kind of breaking down a whole bunch of tasks um, and getting them done as opposed to becoming paralyzed by them? That's a good question. I I bet you everybody kind of feels this way. So what I do and did, I still actually do the same exact sort of system when I started coaching in 2011 to what I do now. So what I do is I have these little sticky notes that are currently on my desk right now, like they're everywhere. And so every evening before I go to bed at night, I sort of take inventory of the day. So we're at the, we're actually recording this in the evening right now. So we could say, okay, it's the end of the day. 
what did, how did I use my time today, right? What are the things that I didn't get accomplished that I wanted to get done? So I kind of like take inventory of my day. And then I simply say to myself, what are all the things that are going on in my head right now that I need to put on my to-do list for tomorrow? And so then I look at that to-do list and I say to myself, okay, of this to-do list, what are the top three to five things that I need to do tomorrow that are going to move me closer to my number one objective? So if your number one objective is to, you know, make this your full-time income by earning X amount of money, to get your success club points so that you can earn that trip. So you're always going to be saying to yourself, are the things on this list actually the most directly correlated to making that happen. And so I rack them and stack them. So I pick out my top three to five because in a typical day, that's really all that you can accomplish because we get are distracted by messages that come in or responding to other things. And so I kind of live by that three to five rule, but I still write everything down on the paper. And then I get in the habit of crossing it out as I do that. So I write it down, but then I go to my planner and then I chunk, and so I use Mora's Rise Up Planner, and so I will write in, in pencil, so that I can erase it throughout the day, because my day sometimes is unpredictable, and so I will write in when I'm going to do those activities. So if it is from six to seven in the morning, I am going to make that video, I'm gonna write that down, right? So I'm just very specific about what it is that I want to accomplish. Um, the other thing is when I start to get paralyzed by, for example, the launch, right? The morning meltdown launch. There are so many things to do. I got to set up a group. I got to send out an email. I got to email all my current customers. I got to do a post on social media. I got to make stories. I got, right? So there's like all of these things. I take a step back. I write it all down on the sheet of paper. And then I look at my calendar and I say, okay, what am I going to do first? And I just put them up just one thing at a time one thing at a time. And that's, that is how I focus one thing at a time. And I do my best to kind of put my blinders on to what the rest of the network is doing and just focus on what I can do. Uh, I try not to look around a lot because then you can really get confused. She's doing it better than I am. And Oh, well, that's a better graphic than I have. Maybe I should remake mine. And so then we can go down a rabbit hole. So, yep, exactly. You know, keep our, keep ourselves focused. I think that is, that's helpful. So I would say like work from, you know, work from a to-do list, top three to five things. Oh, one more thing. Um, at the end of every day, instead of looking at your list and going, gosh, I just, I didn't get it all done or there's so much more to do, write down your victories for the day. Uh, just, or make a mental note. Okay. I, I wrote that email today. I'm so proud of myself for doing that. Or, you know, I sent out that email or I, I, I invited that person and she said, yes, like start to think about what are the wins you get every day. And that helps you remember I'm making progress it might be small, but I'm making progress and that'll help you kind of work through that. So on your, um, on your post-its that you have, like our company is really great about giving us a, a business activity tracker where it breaks down all the different daily behaviors that we should do to sort of move our businesses forward. Now, does your post-it include those types of things or are these just additional things on top of those? Mm -hmm. So there are additional things on top of those. So, okay. I mean, I know that every day I've got to do my 
social media posts, my stories, my invites, my follow-ups. But for example, you know, today it was like, I need to make a video for my new customers in MM100 telling them how to log into Beachbody On Demand, right? So like that was something I did today. I had another one on here that said, I need to send a follow-up email about, you know, this certain thing. So I, on my list are like other things, other projects I want to do that are going to add value in my business in some way. Okay. Wonderful. Um, I've spoken with a lot of coaches and something very common that we all face is what do you suggest or how do you suggest overcoming the situation where you have a client or a challenger um, who is very involved at the, at the beginning of your journey with him or her and then sort of pulls back and becomes mute and starts shying away? Um, and how do you suggest sort of breaking through that barrier and, and getting through to the root cause of why perhaps that may be happening? Oh gosh, I think this happens to all of us, no matter it does. How, it does. And it's no matter how long you've been in a business, doesn't matter. It's like, it's that phrase. You can say all the right things to the wrong person and they're, they're, they're not going to show up. They're going to quit. But you can say all the wrong things to the right person and they're going to get amazing results and they're going to blow it out of the water. So to kind of break it down, there are a few things we can kind of look at. And, and the first thing when you asked that question was, okay, do you know why they are like back? Like I think of that GIF, that Homer Simpson GIF where he kind of like <laughs> fades into the bushes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. So is, there's got to be a trigger. And so do you notice a pattern right before people Homer Simpson it? What do they do? Well, you know, what is it? What did they, did they have a bad weekend? Did they get sick? Did they miss a workout? Like what, are you noticing any trends of what happens right before they start to back out? I don't think I've ever really looked at it that way. But I mean, in our business, I can tell it's normally around week two. I mean, that's when it always seems to happen. Week one is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Week two, things get quiet. Week three, everyone's gone completely um, yeah. off the radar. Yeah. But I've never really thought about it that way. I would think about it that way. I would really look at that. But then I, so this is what I sort of, this is what I do. So I do, you know, the Monday mindset video every Monday where I go live. And so, you know, when I created my own structure for my accountability groups, it was okay. The first Monday, everybody's pumped. Everybody's excited. But the second week, I talk about the fact that the novelty has worn off. I talk about the fact that now you're realizing this is actually work. And so I, I sort of walk them through what they're, what they're going to feel, right? So they're going to be kind of angry because now they actually do have to say no to some of the things that the bad habits they have right now. This is, and so, and it's okay to feel that way. And, and so I sort of validate um, if they messed up over the weekend. I cover that in that second call. I talk about, hey, if you, you got on the scale today and you realize you ate back everything that you had worked off last week, it's okay. You're human. I did that too. And so I relate. It's a relatability because sometimes they see you as the mentor and they see themselves down here and they don't quite, they relate. They think that, oh, she doesn't understand. She's, you know, well on her journey. So I relate. I kind of validate what the stories are. They're probably telling themselves, but that second week is really where I am like, you can do hard things, right? So I'm, I am definitely going live a little bit more. Um, I'm asking engaging questions in the group about what are some of their biggest challenges. 
Um, you know, even just reaching out through an email and a private message is helpful that week. Giving them some weekend survival tips is definitely helpful in that second week. So those kinds of things. And, and even just like thinking outside of the box, like what is your favorite food that you love to eat, but you wish you had a cleaner version? If you tell me what it is, I will clean it up for you. So that might be a way just to like thinking outside of the box. I'm just, I need to find a way to keep it creative. I think that could really help. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been noticing trends for sure, but I've never really thought about what the trigger might be. So that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, third thing I wanted to ask about is, and I know everybody does this completely differently depending on the company that you're working with or, or the tracking system that you're using, but I am finding it challenging to get all of my conversations that I'm mm -hmm. having with prospective clients and business partners and whatnot into a common pool. I'm using Google Streak thanks to your videos on it. I absolutely love it. Um, and I've learned so much from you already about that, but I'm finding it hard to know um, sort of when to put take people from the random relationship building conversations to into that streak, deserving the follow-ups, deserving the invite and kind of when to do that. Some people I think do it daily. Some people do it weekly, monthly. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of, I'm in a limbo here. So I would love your thoughts on that. So great question. And immediately I, I will answer and I'll say I do it when I am actually doing the work. So, oh, okay. I, you know, so my Google streak is up when I'm working and, and I really try to filter everyone through email. So I am always, when I'm having a conversation on, on Facebook or Instagram direct messages, I'll always ask for their email. I'll just say, can I have your email so that I can send you some more information? So then I'm taking their email. I'm going over to Google streak. I'm inputting their name, their information, their, their email address, and I'm just writing the current date. So, you know, it is July 2nd and I just gave this person information about this specific program. And that's all I put in the notes section. It's just very short date, short blurb about what we talked about. And so then I kind of go from there because if I try to, and I even used to do this before, I have sticky notes of just people's names and when I talked to them last and what they were interested in all over the place. And so then I would try to take all those sticky notes because I was working from my phone and in the car and at the kitchen table and sometimes, you know, on the couch. And I just thought this is ludicrous. I'm actually spending twice as much time inputting this all in than if I just started saying it's business time here's my desk or, you know, here's my setup and I am going to put it in Google streak right as I do it. And then you're way more organized that way. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about when you're having a conversation with someone kind of, and this probably may not be the case for you since you're um, quite busy, but when you're having a conversation back and forth with someone, say even throughout that day, um, that's mm -hmm. where I kind of, uh, I don't really want to go into streak five times a day if I'm sending them five messages a day. So that's where I guess my, my thought of waiting till the end of the day kind of right. came into play or. So are they somebody that you're, that you already have their email address? Like there's some, you're just answering questions about the program or the service. So you've already like established they're interested. And so you've already given them information. You're just going back and forth. Or they no, I'm talking, I'm talking like before that I'm talking like relationship building type of haven't gotten to the invite yet. 
Gotcha. So in that case, I would just take that person, you know, and you could just put them in a bucket in streak with just their name and you could just say forming and then you could just say you could have social media platform and you could put Facebook or Instagram and then you could put their username in there, you know, okay. so as you're talking to them, you can put, but I actually, um, I don't put people in until I make an invite. That's kind of the way that I do it. So until we bridge that conversation, I don't add them. But it's totally up to you if you want to do it that way. And maybe you do it that way for a little while and see how it flushes out. You know? So how do you know which people who are in the form um, phase, how do you know which people to go back and do invites for? Or is that just because you've made that main dump of people? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, those are basically right. all people to go back to, to yep. invite. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Just because it, keep, it, I just don't add them to streak until I know that they're in fact interested in what I'm doing. So I am, yep. I might be going back. I might be forming the person, but I'm also just, I'm really looking for that opportunity to convert that conversation as soon as I can. Awesome. Okay. Very good. Uh, how much time do we have? Um, you know what? I think we're just about done so we can wrap it up. I think we, I think we gave them a lot of really, really good, um, a really good content. And guys, I really hope that you have enjoyed this. I actually think you and I, Steph could just continue on for, for quite some time, but I, I so appreciate you asking your personal questions about how you see your business growing with me and letting us do this interview together. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like every time we chat, I learn so much more and I just gain even more fire for this business. So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That is awesome. So where can people find you? Because everybody always asks, like, where can I find my podcast guests? So can you just kind of tell them if they want to check out your your page, where can they find you? Absolutely. So my Instagram handle is stephbullier84, S-T-E-P-H-B-E-A-U-L-I-E-U, uh, 84. And then my Facebook is facebook.com forward slash fitmamasteph. That's awesome. me. Yeah. Awesome. So I will put, I'll put all that in the show notes uh, so that you guys can, can check her out. But thank you so much, guys. And today was a great episode. And if you guys loved it, make sure that you tell us about it. Tag us on Instagram and in your stories. Uh, and if you would love for us to do another interview style uh, podcast like this, just we would love that feedback if you really enjoyed this and we can kind of make this part of our normal routine. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. And we will see you back here next week.